What's up, everyone? This is the Trumpet of Truth podcast, episode number four of our 15 for 15. Whoop, whoop. What we are we going to talk about today? <laughs> um, today, we're going to be in Revelation 2. We're going to be talking about three of the seven churches that Jesus talks about in Revelation. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Revelation is the last book of the Bible. It is a book about John um, and the vision that Jesus gave him to talk about end-time prophecy, basically. Yeah. Um, Jesus is referred to in the first chapter and at the beginning of the second chapter as the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, and he's walking in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Um, seven it, golden candlesticks are would be the seven churches that they're going to address. He's the, going to address. And the seven stars represent the angels of the seven yeah, churches. Right, right, right. And if you ever start like a Bible study through Revelation, um, it's interesting to note that if you're ever like, what does that mean? If you usually go like three or four verses down, it says, oh, in the mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. Mm-hmm. It usually explains the, you know confusing stuff yes the figurative language that it uses it usually explains so for sure okay well let's start the yeah reading. okay we're gonna start in revelation 2 verse 1 and this um specific letter is talking to the church in ephesus and we're gonna try to get ephesus um smyrna smyrna and, and pergamos pergamos yep, yep. today yeah we're gonna try and break this up into three different parts we think so just bear with us here we go Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, which we know is Jesus. Jesus. Yep. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored, and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of its place, except thou repent. But this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh, Will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God? Awesome. So, yeah, yeah, first thing I noticed there is the acknowledgement of I know that works and I labor and I patience. It's kind of like saying these are good things. Yeah. You know, it's all fine and dandy. But I have something against you guys. You've lost your first love Mm -hmm. to me. Um they've lost their first love because of all the labor and the work that they're doing. Yeah. They've kind of lost that initial intimacy with Christ. Love. Yeah. Yeah. And the first commandment of the 10 commandments is love God with all your heart. Yeah. Your mind, body, and soul. Yeah. Um, And you know, Ray Comfort says, if you follow that first commandment (laughs) then the rest of them, you'll have no problem doing. Yeah. Amen to that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they're doing pretty good, but you've lost your first love. And this relates to a lot of churches of today because there are a lot of churches out there that focus so much on, like, missions and food drives and yeah. and offerings, and, and which all are awesome things. I'm not speaking out. I'm not going to sit over here and act <laughs> like I'm hurting on missions and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not hurting on that. I'm just saying there's times when 
you can kind of lose that intimacy because you're so focused on your labor. The reason you're doing it. The, in the reason first you're place. doing it. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, and I notice this sometimes in racing. Like, I'll be racing and I'll be so focused on like all the work I have to do to my race car. And sometimes I get lost in the work and forget why I'm even doing that. It's mm-hmm. because I love it. You know, I love doing it. Right. Yep. Same, same applies to the church in Ephesus. So um, what's the solution? Right. He uh, said, you better repent. You better realize that you guys have fallen and do the first works that you did in the beginning. Love thy first love. Or else I will remove thou can- thy candlestick out of its place, which we know that the candlestick represents the church. So he would dissolve the church if they don't repent and turn from what they've been See, doing. See, we're seeing this right now with a lot of mega churches in America. Mm-hmm. They were blessed with with all kinds of money and, and, and followers and members. And they're slowly getting away from the intimacy aspect of having an actual personal relationship with Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and more focus on the dollar bill right. that God is pulling those people out of those pews. I mean, Osteen's church, um, Oh, guy up in Canada. Um, what's his name? Dude looks like a demon. You talking about, um, Oh, I can't remember no his help. name. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Copeland. Oh yeah. Kenneth Copeland. Yeah. Yeah. Guys like them, they're, they're, you know, their numbers are going way, way, way down as far as uh, attendance and, and membership and stuff like that. Because we all know that the principle of as soon as the glory of God and the love of God is taken out of the place or out of the congregation, so are the blessings. He'll remove it too. Just like he says yeah. here, I'll take the candlestick from you mm-hmm. if you don't fix this. From this place, yeah. Yep, absolutely. And he, uh, he always ends the the letters with a encouragement to him that overcometh will i give to eat of the tree of life which is in the midst of paradise of god won't we all love to (laughs) eat from the tree of life in the midst of paradise yeah Uh, he's not just giving you instructions without or he's not just like you know saying well this is what you're doing wrong without a solution to it he's giving you the answers of how to fix it right and the hope of what's and the hope of what's to come right Right. okay so let's go on to uh church of smyrna yep okay we're starting in verse eight and unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. Again, we're talking about Jesus, red letters. I know thy works in tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye, may have, ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Yeah, the first thing I notice is um, in the, the the message to the first church, Jesus is referred to the one who holds the stars in the midst of the candlesticks. Mm-hmm. And in this, he's referred to as, uh, what's he say here? The first and the last. The first and the last, the one who's overcame Which was death. dead and is alive, yeah. yeah. And so this is almost like an, it's not almost, it is an encouragement. Yeah. Because they're under such big, you know, persecution and tribulation because isn't the church of Smyrna surrounded or totally... It's a very large Jewish, Jewish population, population. Mm-hmm. and at the time, Orthodox Jewish people, you know, it was the Jewish crowd that got Jesus killed. Opposed, it was the Jewish yeah. crowd that, you know, stoned and beheaded and killed all of the, you know, apostles, early apostles, yeah, and tried to stop the growth of the early church. So we know here that they're under big persecution, and mm-hmm. this is just kind of confirmation, like 
keep trudging on because you're going to overcome everything that I'm, that's, you know, yeah. being put in front of you right now. Just even in the, the context of who Jesus was, just the first verse, it's an encouragement of you're going to get through it because Jesus is the first and the last and he was dead and is now alive. Right. We've kind of noticed in these letters when Jesus is described in the very first verse of them, it's almost a description of what's to come mm-hmm. and, and how they should work through this letter. So that was kind of interesting to us. Yeah. yeah. And this passage here reminds me of a lot of churches of today as well you know Mm -hmm. if you you know read the bible enough you'll know that there are a lot of things in the bible that are parallel like you have things that were meant for that time but they also are meant for this time as well in all times so this right here reminds me of like the the chinese church that's underground they're like literally dragging people out and killing them Mm -hmm. in the streets and that you know that could that could come here to america soon and we've already seen all the arrests that have been made up in canada yeah and all kinds of stuff the under big the persecution yeah under the guise <laughs> of safety and all kinds of stuff so we know that there is persecution there's tribulation coming yeah some churches are going through it right now there's a lot of churches in in other countries across the world that you know go through unbelievable tribulation mhm yep And so his encouragement at the end is he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. That is such an encouragement. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure as we finish all these, uh, Smyrna is the only church that he doesn't really come down on with anything that they're doing wrong. He's just encouraging them. Yeah. Yep, for sure. All right. Third church. Yep. Okay. Third church is Pergamos. 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 (laughs) Pergamos. <laughs> okay, starting in verse 12. And to the angel of the church in Pergamos write, These things saith he which hath the sharp sword with two edges. So just in the description of Jesus, we know what he's getting ready he's to say. He's fixing to say something that cuts. Yeah, that's going to be hard saying to... to it's going to cut him deep. Yeah, going to cut him deep. I know thy works and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seed is, and thou holdest fast my name and hast not denied my faith, even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. But I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed unto idols, and to commit fornication. So hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Repent, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth. So I think here... um how do you, is it Pergamus? Yeah. Pergamus. They're in another region where they're, you know, being persecuted pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm kind of getting, are you getting that out of that? Yes. Uh, because that's why it talks about even where Satan's seat is. Well, and it, it's, um, from what I've read, it was like, Pergamus was like the center of emperor worship. Like it was, um, very... Christians were pre- persecuted harshly because they were like worshiping the emperor. Like that was yeah. their like religion. <laughs> right. And, and Satan doesn't care what you believe as long as it's not the truth. So he'll right. work with anyone and everyone to, to come against the church and against believers. That's why Jesus was referring to where Satan dwelleth. He wasn't talking about the church because that would be like an oxymoron. Satan yeah. doesn't dwell in the yeah, church. He can't but, say you're doing good stuff and say Satan's in your house. Right. He's saying that in that area in so where Satan dwells. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they are letting false, false doctrine. doctrines mm-hmm. and other things come in 
to their congregation yep. and to their body. Specifically, eating things that were sacrificed into idols and fornication, which is a false doctrine that was taught. Yeah, and even if they weren't participating it themselves, they weren't rebuking it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think we've actually done a lot of studies of, not a lot of studies, a couple studies about like idol worship and the the things that come along with that. And, you know, there I can't remember what passage it is when he talks about not participating in darkness but exposing it no where he was saying even though you aren't participating in the sacrifice you by you eating of that you're causing new believers to sin oh yeah 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 where is that i can't remember i can't remember but yeah yeah, it's like a confusion thing you're yeah you're confusing new believers because you know you're supposed to be one way but there they see you Mm -hmm. participating in the same uh festivals and same you know traditions that these essential pagans yeah. and people who worship false gods are, are doing. Right. And when you preach one thing on Sunday and you turn around <laughs> and do something different on Monday, people are going to be like, yep, not following that crowd. Right. And so this is another thing we can see in today's church where false doctrine has crept in and nobody's rebuking it. They're going along with the, go- you know, going along uh, yeah, with the I mean, flow. And- there are so many churches in America that allow homosexuality, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of just crazy, crazy things. Or things and- that are unbelievable you know, go uh, against yeah, the Bible, yeah. not crazy things, things that go against, you know, against the Bible. For sure. For sure. Yep. So this. Okay. What's the solution to this? Yeah. It's the same <laughs> as, uh, Ephesus. Repent. Repent. Yep. Or else I'll come to thee quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Cause it's a two edged sword. Mm-hmm. It cuts. Yep. But there's hope at the end. He that hath an ear, let him hear. He that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saying, saving he that receiveth it. Boom. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so this is the first three churches in Revelation. Kind of went over them quickly, but we hope that helped you guys kind of understand them a little bit better and apply them to today's church. Hopefully, if you're looking for a church or in a church where you're not feeling, you know, maybe that God's call, you know, wanting to keep you there, that these examples of what a church should be doing and shouldn't be doing helps you guys figure that out. Yeah, and I think um, some churches that relate to this church of Pergamos by letting false doctrines in, I think to some extent, um, the Catholic church mm-hmm. is kind of caught up in tradition and, and false worship of mother Mary. I mean, yeah. Another saints. another, another saints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't believe that that's, um, sound doctrine. Right. Um, also with the, uh, fornication aspect, I mean, there's, um, some churches or some religious sects like, um, some I think some Mormon sects are uh, polygamous. Yeah, polygamous. Yeah, and we know that that's not that's no good. Biblical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, there's a bunch of different things like that that um, relate to today. So yeah, for sure. All right, Jacob, you want to close us out in prayer? I sure will. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, and thank you for all things that you've blessed us with. Be with every person listening and every person that we'll listen later on um and just i I just want to just give you all the glory for everything in our life and i thank you for your word and how true it is and i pray that you continue to bless us and to move in our midst and um just thank you for all things lord in jesus name i pray amen have a good night everybody
Stay in the word. <laughs>